Today is Monday, February 28th, and you're listening to the morning announcements presented by Betches Media. I'm Sammy Sage. There is so much to update you on from this weekend, so let's go by category. First, the status of the invasion. Russian troops have been trying all weekend to take over Ukraine by force, including by surrounding Kiev, but they have not been able to do so. Reporting suggests that the Russian army is not as prepared, well-trained, or logistically well-coordinated, and lack morale compared to the Ukrainians who are proudly defending their home. However, that does not mean that the Russians haven't still been ruthless in attacking civilian targets, including ambulances, hospitals, and schools. And so far, 352 Ukrainians have been killed, including 14 children, with over a thousand more injured. Ukraine has been fighting largely on its own, though the NATO response force has been activated as a defensive measure. This doesn't mean that these troops will definitely go to Ukraine, but they are prepared to if needed. In the U.S., Secretary of State Antony Blinken authorized an additional $350 million in military assistance to Ukraine, and the EU announced that they will buy $450 million in weapons. Putin is definitely going to love that. President Zelensky has also emerged as a national hero and has been regularly taking to social media to speak to Ukrainians and Russian protesters and encourage them to keep fighting. Also, a lot of you have been asking if he was going to take the U.S. up on its offer to evacuate him after finding out that he was Putin's number one target. But he was like, no thanks, I need ammunition, not a ride. In terms of how this is affecting civilians, thousands of refugees poured into neighboring countries like Poland and Hungary, and many Ukrainian hospitals were running dangerously low on oxygen supplies. At the same time, hundreds of thousands of people in Russia and cities worldwide came out this weekend to protest Putin's invasion. And in Russia, over 4,000 protesters have been detained across 44 cities. And the Russian government, they are going full-scale propaganda. They are now limiting access to Twitter and Facebook in response for them restricting some pro-Kremlin news media outlets. Specifically, Facebook had limited access to four Russian media accounts. Now let's talk sanctions. Over the weekend, the US, UK, EU, and Canada agreed to kick certain Russian banks out of the SWIFT payment system, though they did not disclose which banks. They also sanctioned and froze the assets of Putin himself, Russia's foreign minister Sergei Lavrov, the Russian central bank, and launched a joint task force to hunt down key assets of oligarchs such as yachts, mansions, jets, you know, all the reasons an oligarch wants money. And I know this part might seem frivolous and random, but let me explain why it is actually key to creating dissension within the group of oligarchs who collectively agree to prop up Putin's power. Most of them do business and live outside of Russia in places like London and Miami. So taking away their yachts and extra homes isn't just about taking away toys. It is about harming their family's status and ability to live and spend freely outside of Russia. Robbing them of their lives in these international cities where they and their children get to enjoy their wealth would be a punishment that could lead them to ask whether Putin's emotional obsession with land expansion is really worth it to them. And maybe someone else should lead. So that's the idea behind sanctioning the oligarchs, kind of hoping that there will be less support for Putin amongst them. And most recently, the EU announced that they're closing their airspace to Russian planes, including oligarchs' private jets, building tools to combat disinformation, as well as widening their sanctions to cover Belarus. But it isn't just governments that are having an impact. Yesterday, FedEx and UPS announced that they're suspending shipments into Russia. Google and YouTube paused monetization of Russian state-funded media. And gas company BP announced that it would exit its nearly 20% stake in the Russian state-controlled oil company Rosneft. And then the value of the Russian ruble dropped by half over the weekend. Which I imagine gave Putin a serious case of the Sunday scaries. 
So where were we at the end of the weekend? As of this recording at 5 p.m. EST, Zelensky agreed to have Ukrainian officials take part in peace talks with Russia without preconditions, meaning that they are not willing to agree to anything in advance. They're meeting on the Ukrainian-Belarusian border with Belarusian President Alexander Lukashenko, who is a close ally of Putin's, by the way, saying that he will take responsibility for the security of the talks. Around the same time yesterday, Putin told his defense minister and top military commander to place Russia's nuclear forces on alert, calling it a response to the West's aggressive actions. And finally, this afternoon, there will be an emergency meeting of the United Nations Security Council on the humanitarian situation in Ukraine. On Friday, President Biden announced his Supreme Court nominee, Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson. If confirmed, she will be the first black woman to ever serve on the Supreme Court which is momentous considering she was born to parents who attended segregated schools. Judge Jackson herself was educated at Harvard for both undergraduate and law school. She then went on to become a public defender, Obama's appointee for vice chair of the U.S. Sentencing Commission, a clerk for Justice Breyer, and a judge on the District Court of D.C. and the Court of Appeals. In other words, a flawless resume achieved against the odds. So if everything goes exceedingly well, I think we can maybe even get one or two Republicans to vote to confirm her. And lastly, on Friday, Amanda Bynes filed a petition to end her eight-year-long conservatorship. Her attorney told People magazine that Bynes believes that her condition is improved and the protection of the court is no longer necessary. There will be a hearing on her petition on March 22nd. So everyone get out your free Mandy hashtags. Thank you for listening to the morning announcements. If you are enjoying this show, you can now rate it five stars on Spotify, or leave me a review if you are listening on Apple Podcasts. Any review you leave means so much to me and to the growth of the show. And if there's an episode that you particularly enjoy and it really makes you laugh, feel free to share it on your Instagram story, tag at Sammy, tag at the Betches Sup, and I will do my best to share them. And as always, if you want to learn more about any of these stories, links to source articles are in the show notes. Or you can tune into the Betches Sup podcast where we go more in depth on these topics daily. Until tomorrow, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. Betches.